Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So in this episode, I talked about entitlement, how people are entitled, and I hammered down that point a little bit more. I try to repeat myself as often as possible for you, Cheese. Um, Appreciate you for uh, listening for those. Um, Also, during this episode, I asked for listeners to go to the Facebook page and post car talks if you guys want to hear the rants that I have in my car when I'm just randomly driving and somebody pisses me off driving or whatever have you. Then I'll uh, always record a good rant when it's fresh. So if you guys want to hear those, a lot of those things are things that I've also touched on in the ep- actual episodes. So there may be a lot of uh, a lot of stories that you hear twice, but they're much more genuine then, and I'm much angrier, and I have to get these things out as soon as they happen, or I will explode. So if you guys want to hear the car talks, go to the Facebook page and just post car talks, and uh, let me know how you feel about that. So, I told a story about these girls and what they did to uh, me and Smitty while we were up in uh, up in Wilmington, and how they just sort of sabotaged the show and jumped on stage, and uh, it was just an annoying situation, and I was very over it very fast, and uh, talked about how we handled it, and just pretty much explained why what they did was wrong, and. Um, there was a lot of lot of touchbacks from the things you shouldn't say or do to a musician um, episode. So there was a lot of stuff in that episode that came back in this one, and I don't want to keep going on the whole uh, the uh, I don't want to keep doing those things. You know, I don't want to have that that be what all of these podcast or what this podcast is about. So I don't want to just bitch about things that happened in the show. That just so happens to be what it was on this one. And I talked to Amanda, who's listening. Uh, we had a whiskey fish the other day, and I was like, I don't want to rely on that. And she was fine with it, so I'll let her speak for all listeners. When uh, she said that uh, they kind of dug the things that I, when I'm ranting about people that do things at a gig that I don't think that you do. Anyway, that's enough rambling for you. Things to listen to and watch this week. I gave you Uncle Tupelo, No Depression, Wilco AM, and Sunvolt Trace, because that's what I had for this episode. I know I told you in Wes's, but listen to them again. They're great. Watch A Quiet Place, Doctor Who, and Paul Mooney. Jesus was black, and so was Cleopatra. Brother Zach will be here tomorrow night. Brother Jimmy will be here on Wednesday. That's all I got for you. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Also, recycle your plastics. All right. Good. Wow. We're all here, and we're here together. We're in this thing, man. We're in this thing. That's the end of my story. That's all I got for you. And then I found $20. Sorry, I just ate a piece of pizza. You had to forgive me. I begged it at Walmart. I still haven't done, I still haven't gone and uh, uh, gotten uh, any fast food or anything. I've still only been eating the things that I'll, that I will allow myself to cook at home. So yeah, been doing that. Still stuck strong with that. No fast food since. I think as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that the first time that I stated that I wasn't going to do fast food anymore was the first video that I put on YouTube. I think it was episode 16 maybe, but Anywho, as I say in every episode, I I don't know that this one will be too long of an episode. Uh, I've got a vamp 
portion in the middle of my in the middle of these bullet points. So I don't have, depending on how long that vamp takes. I'm saying words that I, I've learned from the newsroom. <laughs> Watch the newsroom. Um, anywho, yes, I uh, am going to be releasing a couple episodes this week. I, uh, As you guys know, I usually stick to Sundays and Wednesdays. But this week, my buddy Zach is going to be calling in. You guys have heard Zach on an episode of the Sunset Grill, if you guys listen to that podcast at all. And if you don't, you should go subscribe to the Sunset Grill, which is another podcast that I'm a part of. And uh, brother Zach is uh, living in Maryland, and he's going to be calling in tomorrow night around 1030. So we'll be going live at the same time tomorrow night. So you get back-to-back episodes this week, Sunday and Monday. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't reconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure my buddy James, Jimmy Future, is going to be here on Wednesday. I haven't reconfirmed, so uh, not 100% sure, but I think as of right now he'll be here. So there's that. Anywho, since I've got a lot of episodes coming to you this week, I didn't plan on this one to be super duper long, but uh, but still still a pretty good bit of content. So, anywho, 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 I'm gonna say anywho again. Anywho, is that good for your cheese? Uh, so it's not that I want to be repetitive, cheese, but it's that just some things keep coming up in in, in my life, and that repetitiveness is such a good segue into what we're about to be talking about. I have said in recent episodes a lot, like I've been saying this a lot lately, like so much that I've even noticed it, Cheese. Cheese said he likes the shout outs, by the way, so we'll keep we'll keep them coming for you, Cheese. I would tell you you could hook me up with something next time, you know, but there ain't really nothing you need to hook me up with, man. I mean, we win so much money at trivia. We don't really need to spend any at the Mellow Mushroom. And I've not had any non-alcoholic beers in the last little bit. Y'all, so in Parks and Rec, I know I'm, I know I'm all over the board right now, but you have to bear with me for a second. I just got done with the gig. My brain's wonky. So... <laughs> I I watch Parks and Recreation, as you guys know. There's an episode or, or season of Parks and Rec that you can just tell when uh, Chris Pratt got the role in um, Guardians of the Galaxy because he just beefed up like a monster all in one season. And they fixed that with one line of dialogue. They were like, man you really did lose a lot of weight. Like, how did you do it? It's like, just stop drinking beer. He was like, Jesus, you must've been drinking a lot of beer. And he's like, I know. Well, I stopped drinking non-alcoholic beers. I haven't had one and uh, I I didn't start counting. So I don't know exactly how much it is, but I think it's about two months somewhere along in there. And I've lost by doing nothing, just the no fast food and the no beers thing. Like I've lost like 20 to 25 pounds ish and you can't really tell when you're my size until you lose a drastic amount of weight but i'm very happy about the little bit that i've done so far so maybe it'll be maybe it'll be easier to pedal a bicycle i'm not pushing a fucking dump truck anymore end of story that's all i got for you in that that category so anyway there the thing that's been coming up a lot lately not to be repetitive cheese is 
the staggering entitlement that is flooded all of these people in the world today. Everybody in the world thinks that the world is there for them, that they're the only person in the world. And I've suffered from some of these things sometimes. I, As stated in the last episode with Wes, neither one of us mind being the center of attention. Uh, we, we enjoy that. I have learned in my later years to not have to be that center of attention all the time. I don't mind it when I'm not is what I'm saying. Like it used to bother me if I wasn't the center of attention, but in, in any situation where you see someone that maybe is worse than you about that, or when you see any, like, like any problem that you have, if you see someone else have that same problem, it always looks way worse. And so it's like, oh, man, so if that's any shadow of what I am, I'm not going to do that anymore. So when you encounter somebody who wants to be the center of attention worse than you do, then you're like, okay, so that's what I'm like. I don't want to be that, so I better just, just, just back off a little bit. So after that happened in my life, I realized that it's not the end of the world if they're looking at somebody other than me for a little bit, you know, and I know how you guys love to look at me, but come on, you know, just look at somebody else sometimes. And that's all right with me. Anywho, 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 cheese. That being said, I'm very adamant about do unto others as they do to you. And, this amount of entitlement that people have these days just sickens me. It makes me sick to my stomach to think that people are so entitled that they think that they can just do whatever the fuck they want to do in this world to anyone they want to do it to. And these and the person who is on the negative end of this trans interaction rather is just supposed to put up with that other person because, oh, the world's just here for me. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. Actually, before I tell you that, I'll, I'll set up this, this analogy real quick for you. You don't want somebody walking into your office where you work and bumping you out of the way and try to do your job or bothering you or whatever, whatever it is that you you're doing. Now, some people may want to want somebody to come in and knock them out of the way and try to do their job. But imagine that this person who is knocking you out of the way to try to do your job is drunk. They're obnoxious. And let's say you do your job at about a seven on a one to 10 scale. The person who's bumping you out of the way to do this thing is somewhere around a two. Here's the thing. You're responsible for your job, correct? You're responsible for, uh, you're responsible for your, your job getting done. If there is someone who is trying to do your job and they're not doing as good of a job as you are at it, and they're knocking you out of the way, that'd bother you, wouldn't it? 
that bother you anybody and not even and I'm, I'm i'm thinking about this as like a, at a desk job or an office job but in any job you know if it's if you're a plumber if you're a fucking electrician if you're building houses if you're doing manual labor and somebody some drunk obnoxious person comes and knocks you out of the way while you're doing your job that would bother anybody right Am I not awarded the same luxury because my job, and I'm, I, I'm sorry I keep repeating myself on that, that front, is, 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 is my, am I not awarded that luxury to where if you walk in to say, I don't know why I'm thinking McDonald's, but uh, if you walk into McDonald's, I, it's probably because my, my, my brain's going through withdrawals, man. I've already made it past that point. It's hard. I'm, 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 I'm keeping this together. It's hard to drive past McDonald's sometimes, y'all. When you're, when you're uh, someone like me who grew up in Bennettsville, South Carolina, with McDonald's at least four to five times a week because McDonald's was like the nicest restaurant we had in Bennettsville for a very long time until you know, piece of time and all the other things. Obviously, I ain't knocking on Dairy Dream. Roll Tide. Keep it real, Jimmy Greek. Uh, <laughs> if you walk into McDonald's, you don't feel compelled to jump behind the register or to jump back there and make your burger or drop your own fries. You don't bother to do that. Or if even when you walk into a bar and you're drunk and you want a drink, you don't think to just walk behind the bar and grab your own drink, right? No. You let the person who's doing their job do their job. That's how this fucking works. So if I'm on stage playing music, yes, I'm there to entertain you technically, but if I'm on stage playing music, does that just automatically get, if you if you have the urge to jump on stage and sing karaoke or whatever the fuck you think's going on, does that give you permission to just do that? Why is the work that I do, and that's just the th- same thing that I keep hammering down so fucking hard all the time, and I'm sorry that uh, I keep repeating myself on that, but it's worth repeating, is that, is my job not like, it, it, does, does it not count? Is my job not like that of others? I know that it's different. And the argument could be made that it's probably more important to not interrupt me doing my job than it would be someone else doing actual work. Now, I do understand that if this job is a physical job that that actually takes manual labor and manual force, then yes, Someone may be able to, someone may get hurt, physically hurt or or whatever have you, if this job is done wrong. But the point that I'm making is that there are thousands of people who can step up and do the jobs of people out in the, out in the workforce. There are thousands of people who can step up and do work that other people are getting paid to do and probably do it as good, if not better. There are not thousands of people who can step into my position and do what I do or what Smitty does or what Adam does or any, any band out there, whether it be us or Bullfrog or Pretty in the Mat or Timmy or anybody who, or Jeff and Jen, anybody. 
if somebody feels the need to jump on stage in the middle of one of our acts, that's not acceptable in any other profession. It's not cool. It's not, like I said, it's not acceptable in any other profession. Like you go, you, you see a guy fixing some pipes or whatever, a plumber fixing pipes, and a drunk just comes in and bumps him out of the way. See how that, see how that situation pans out. So, like I said, I'm not like that. My job can't be done by thousands of other people. Jack Nicholson from Departed was like, uh, I'm the only one that can do what I do. You know, however he says it. But um, he says, no one else could do what I do like I do it. And I feel the same way about me. You know, I feel the same way about my life. Like, I, I don't think that a lot of other people could, could fall into my life and be able to 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 thrive or be able to, to survive my life. And I say that because most people who live a normal life are used to the structure and they're used to, okay, I have to be here at eight o'clock this morning and I have to do this and this and this, and this is the same way I have to do this every day. And like, I have a freedom that not a lot of other people have. And I don't think that a lot of folks can handle that much freedom Try to grasp that. I know that that's that I may be way out in left field on that, but I believe that there's not a lot of people who could handle that much freedom or that or that much choice or direction. Like people get anxiety when they're looking at Netflix because there's too much to choose from. Like imagine having having imagine having that in life. Imagine having that many options in life. Like I can do whatever the I'm off work tomorrow. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I don't have to answer to nobody. Whatever have you. I can do anything that I want to do. And a lot of people are like, man, I wish I had that. But in all actuality, these people could have that. But once they get in it for a day, they would not know what to do. They would literally not know what to do with their life with all this freedom. So I say that. That like, yes, it's a cool thing to have the kind of job that I've got, but these people are not like nobody's able to to step into this position in which I'm in and do what I do in it. And I will, I mean, argue, argue that with me all you want to. And I'd be glad to have that conversation with you, but from where I'm at, I don't see a whole lot of people being able to do what I do and uh, or, or live my life the way that it's lived. So I share a kinship with that character for that reason. And all of this has led me to this story. These bitches and ladies, I love you. But these girls who did the things that are happening in the story in a minute were bitches and I apologize. I mean that in a not derogatory way to just refer to females as bitches. I don't get down like that. These girls were bitches by personality, not by gender, if you catch my drift. So me and Smitty played a duo at this place in Wilmington called the Duck and Dive. Smitty's friend Richie lives in Wilmington and Smitty asked me if we could go up a little early so that he could have dinner with Richie and hang out with his buddy and spend some time with his family and I'm like man I'm a weirdo I I, I know Richie I know his family I know your friends or whatever and 
I just not to be a dick, but it just doesn't interest me to 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 drive up early and and spend extra time, waste energy on my behalf. And I, it's not, I know it's not to say wasted energy. It seems like I, I it will be a waste of time, and which it wouldn't be a waste of time, but it most certainly is. Uh, uh, I would lose energy from doing that, and I hold that near and dear. So I want to keep that keep that out in the open that I don't say this in a negative way because I love Richie and his family. I just don't, I, I, I would rather stay home longer and uh, drive myself because I enjoy alone time. I enjoy being by myself, which is no, no secret to anybody who listens to the podcast for more than a episode or two. But I saw, I saw the opportunity to where I could drive myself there and back. So I chose that. And I get there and I walk into the back room and I'm trying to go to the bathroom or whatever. And I see a guy shooting pool and I'm like talking to someone else. There's somebody in the bathroom or whatever. And had a conversation about that. Walked out, uh, went back to my car to get another load and bring some more stuff in. Then I saw the guy who was just shooting pool leaned up against the bar and I did a double take. And I was like, I know this guy. And I was like, Oh shit. This is Smitty's buddy Mitch from Miami. When me and Smitty drove down to uh drove down to Florida when cornbread and uh for Cheese's bachelor party, we drove down to Marathon, Florida and carried a bunch of luggage with us so that the the guys who would fly and I don't I don't fuck with airplanes. So uh, the, the, the other guys were flying and we just took a lot of their luggage and went went down and uh met him there basically so we left early on the way down we stopped at smitty's buddy mitch mitch's house and we spent the night there in miami we went out and had a good time anyway i knew the guy and i was like holy shit man i hadn't seen you forever the way my brain stores people is is weird and i I pulled out that kevin hart line like you know the way we got it set up i got a savings account and a checking account so it was like that in a situation was like man you know the way my brain stores memories man i I don't really i don't really keep people stored in their way the way other people do so blah 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 gonna not bore you with that Mitch had showed up. He had flown into town to surprise Smitty at that gig. He had planned on it a month beforehand. He didn't know that Richie was going to be there. Mitch didn't know that Richie, that, that Smitty was already in Wilmington hanging out with Richie. Now, I'll explain this. Smitty, Richie, and Mitch were all in the military together. They were all in the Marine Corps. So they're they're brothers that go way back. So I get there and Mitch is like, dude, don't tell Smitty I'm here, man. Don't tell him, you know, it's supposed to be a surprise. He has no idea that I'm here. Neither did Richie. And anyway, Smitty and Richie show up later and I tell him to go to the back and he sees that Mitch is there and it was all a big reunion. It was really cool for all of them. It was a really cool thing to do for, uh, for Mitch to do. And, Everything was set up that this was going to be a fantastic fucking gig. And I was very excited about it. We get to play in. The crowd picks up a little bit. And there's this small group of girls with this one girl who is obviously way drunker than everyone else in the circle. 
She's in the middle of the floor dancing, having a good time. I got no problem with that. I love when people have a good time. That's great. She, while we're in between songs, goes up to Smitty while he's got the drum still between his legs. She goes up and starts beating on the drum. Smitty turns around and he's like, oh, oh, so, so that's what we're doing. So we're going to, so I could come and bother you while you're at work. And, uh, you know, I can come and, and interrupt you while you're at work, while you're doing things because nobody, nobody accepts what we do as work. And that's just all there is to it. And I'm not going to say that anymore. I know you guys are getting sick of hearing that and I apologize, but people are like, these girls, uh, people are like, oh, so you, I could come and do this to you while you're at work? And this girl was like, oh, so, okay, so did I fuck up? And then she's like, she looks like, usually when you say something like that to somebody, especially on the microphone, they get a little embarrassed and they don't want to do anything else. So this girl just kept hanging around and started asking for Michael Jackson. And I was like, and Michael Jackson, I was like, well, I know a couple of Michael Jackson songs. And then she's like, Billie Jean, and she starts singing Billie Jean, but she, like, steps up on the stage, like, gets between me and the microphone, and just starts singing Billie, like, grabs the microphone, pulls it down to her, and she, obviously, I'm a giant, and I keep my microphone at about nose level, so I have to stretch to get to it, I feel like I sing better when I do that, and... She jumped on the microphone, started singing Billie Jean, drunk as shit. And I like just lean back, put my hands on my head, and I'm like, I'll wait till you're done. You do your thing, I'll wait till you're done. I can wait, wait, you know, or whatever. And then all of her friends like, like start getting out their phones and recording this shit. Like, y'all, I put this on Facebook the other day, by the way. If you're out in a group of friends and one person in your group gets too fucked up to maintain their humanity or or to maintain their ability to function as a human, then it's your responsibility to handle this situation. You know, it's your responsibility to sort of nudge these people off the stage or to notice that something is going on or to, you know, you, you're supposed to realize these things and react to it, right? Am I am I an idiot for thinking this or, or am I founded at all? Let me know. But I realize that nobody in this group of girls is giving a fuck that this girl is up here, like basically sabotaging our, our show. And... It was like the way that we reacted to it was from a, in a place of humor. Now, in now that I've had enough time to sit back and think about it, it makes me even matter at the human race just because we've created this amount of entitlement in people that is running rampant amongst everybody. And these girls were like my age within maybe a five-year window. And um, I just couldn't see a human who had made it to at least 30 years on this planet, like, doesn't understand that there's certain things that you don't do. Now, she gets off stage, 
And one of her friends, like the mom of the group, basically, is just like talking to her, like pretty much explaining to this girl. See, this girl had no idea that she was doing anything wrong. And the friends were, were one of the friends, the mom of the group, was explaining you know, you kind of kind of embarrass yourself or whatever. And then the girl was like, oh, I'm supposed to be embarrassed. Like just drunk white girl gibberish uh, when the word embarrassed was in there a few times. So she finally realized that, okay, so that's something I'm not supposed to do. She got embarrassed. And they ended up, they were still hanging out in the corner or whatever. So a few minutes later... In the middle of a song. Now, all the things that this other girl did were between songs. So there was no, there was downtime. You know, it was dead air when she took over doing what she was doing. So this other girl, in the middle of a song, comes up, squats down right in front of Smitty and starts beating on the drum with him while he's playing. And he's like, in the middle of a song, stops singing the lyrics and says, please stop doing that. And... She realized that she was fucking up as well, and she backed up, went back to her group of friends. After the thing was over, I said, so I don't know if you guys missed the disclaimer at the beginning of this show, uh, which obviously didn't happen, but it was in humor, and I it, it was a bit. I was like, this show is not a crowd participation when it involves touching our instruments. Like, I'm sorry that you thought that that was okay to do, but it is in fact not. And now that you know this, you should probably never try to do that again. Then the mom of the group says to me, she knows she's embarrassed. She knows that she did wrong and she's sorry. And I'm like... How in her fucking brain was it was was it okay when we've already said don't do that to one of the girls in her group on the microphones? It was obvious that that was something that was not allowed. The other girl that came on in the mic and I totally was like, like, oh, so the only difference is, is that I'm actually getting paid to do this. You are, you are here just to be drunk and be cute in front of your friends. And also what I said on the Facebook post was if the roles were changed, if this were like two hot girls that were playing music in a corner and a guy that looked like me was drunk and obnoxious, bumping this girl out of the way to get on the microphone or walking up to the other girl and beating on the drum that she was holding, would this shit not have gone completely different? And the only reason that I say that is because 90% of women, and I'm on your side with equality, I'm 100% on your side, do not hear that in what I'm about to say, that I'm not on your side, but I am on your side. But if women are so into equality and things being equal, then why is it that I know for a fact that if it were me drunk and obnoxious, bumping a girl out of the way to jump on the microphone and sabotage her show, that there would be cops involved. The cops would probably be called like it would be, it would be an issue like, or not necessarily the cops, but a bouncer or whatever have you would be, uh, at the, at the ready to take me off the stage or to get me out of that bar. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not 
the definition of inequality? And am I not the one suffering from that? I understand that there are legitimate things in this world that women were subject to. And it it was not cool. And they are not uh, categorized in the same way as men are in the workplace and things of that sort. But if it comes to things in life like that a woman wants to complain that a man should not do, do those doors not swing both ways? Like I said, I'm on your side when it comes to, uh, I'm on your side when it comes to, uh, equality, like 100% on your side. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta help me out a little bit. You know, we just lost video feed. I'm going to get this back up and do the second half of this. All right. Now, uh, I don't know why it cuts all cuts out like that, but I don't have a whole lot more for you. So fret ye not anyway, like I said, women, ladies, I'm on your side with this equality thing, 100%. But I just only ask the same of you that I ask of anybody else in the world is to treat people the way that you want to be treated. You wouldn't, this woman who is no doubt a teacher or, and like I told Rachel the other day that, uh, uh, I shouted out her on a small, on a short recording. By the way, I recorded this whole story when it was fresh in my memory on the way back from the gig. And I said, this woman who was no doubt a teacher, and I said, not, and not to say that all teachers are, are wild and crazy when they go out, but a lot of them are. And Rachel, who works at Bubba's Love Shack and has for a very long time, is one of the few people who have actually mastered the uh, ability uh, to be a teacher and not make a fool out of herself every time she goes out. That's a really cool thing that not a lot of people can do. Congrats to you on that. So, yeah, people, this would not work in her profession is what I was, is the point that I was making. And like, this would not fly in any situation, whether it be me or another guy if it were somebody who was drunk and was trying to sabotage a show that two girls were playing, it would have been handled completely differently. And uh, it's, it's foolish to not recognize that. So after all of that happened, it was after all of Richie and Mitch and Smitty reuniting after a few years, um, really really set off a really good night and in in the in the end i had the crowd on my side and everybody was laughing it was a good moment of humor for everybody and i used it as such i used it to to bring comedy into it a little bit and i I roasted that that uh that girl for a little bit not as hard as i should have but i definitely let her know that what or let them all know that what they were doing was uh, was fucked up for lack of a better term. And I didn't say anything about the, the, the girls as a group until I was recording on the way home. And, uh, you guys, I got a lot of car talks by the way, but they're mostly just me bitching about bad drivers. So let me know if you guys want to hear that. If you hear this and you want to hear the car talks, go to the Facebook page and, and, uh, just say car talk or something. Just, just say car talk and I'll know what you mean. Just let me know if you guys want to hear this, if it's worth it for me to, 
to go through and release all of these. But I didn't think about how every other girl in the group was just videoing this shit instead of actually stepping up and doing something about it until I was in the car on the way home. And that made me even more pissed off is because even if it's a, if it's a group of dudes, like if it's me and my boys that would go out back in the day or whatever, and somebody started acting the fool, it would, you know, it would be one of the guys in the group's responsibility to sort of keep this motherfucker in check, like to be like, dude, you're not supposed to do shit like this. You, you need to calm down or whatever have you, or bro, get off the stage. These people are working or whatever, whatever the situation may be. It just seems like it's someone's responsibility in the group to handle the one who is the most fucked up. First off, be able to handle your alcohol, get some food in there first. And drink like a champion so that people can look that people can look at you and be like, oh, shit, you are a champion drinker. Be a champion at whatever it is you're doing. A three-legged dog, champion, Parks and Rec, look it up. Be a champion at whatever it is you do. Be the champion of drinking. Champion, champion. Did I say champion enough cheese? Champion. Cool. Champion, Roseanne. <laughs> champion. <laughs> Roseanne's a champion. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm delirious. All right. So to bring all of this together, that story was supposed to be the bulk of the episode. I'm sorry to be bitching about things, but it bothers me and I have to get the things out that bother me or I'll lash out at people in my life that don't deserve it. And I don't want to be that person anymore. So I've been telling a lot of people lately how much this podcast has been helping me in my life by getting negativity out through just talking to you guys. And it's literally, literally Chris Traeger, it's literally the best thing that I've ever done in my life because my quality of life has upped a shit ton since I've started getting these things out, not letting them build up, not letting them bother me after the point of getting this out because usually if I speak about something in this podcast and I'll go back and listen to what I've said, I hear it and I purge myself of this negativity, if you will. And I really appreciate you guys listening so that I can do this and I'll get off of my soapbox because I'm not near as pissed off now as I was when I wrote uh, or, or when I recorded the initial story after the gig. So not necessarily ranting as much as I am just implying or, or – uh, I just want people to understand what is okay and what is not okay and to explain why they are or are not okay to do. So that's all I got for you today. But um, thank you guys, obviously, for listening to me rant about this bullshit so that I don't have it build up into my heart and soul and life and world and it spill out into other people who don't deserve it. Thank y'all for that. All right. Things to listen to and watch this week are I'm doing these only on Sundays and because Wes asked me on Wednesday or Thursday, whichever day it was that he was here to give things to watch or, or things to listen to, I gave the three albums that I'd wrote down for this episode. So I'm just going to give you those again. 
I've been listening to a lot of this lately. Uncle Tupelo, No Depression. Listen to that album, that song. I shared it on the page. Go to the Facebook page, listen to that song. Wilco AM, great album. Sunvolt, Trace, great album. I said this in the last episode. I'll say it again for you, Cheese. Wilco and Sunvolt were both part of Uncle Tupelo. When Uncle Tupelo broke up, Sunvolt and Wilco were the were the were the two two bands that came out of that and they're really good so listen to all of those things watch something that i've told you to watch before a quiet place when i told you to watch it the last time i hadn't watched it yet but i watched it again recently really great movie i like what they did with it it's a cerebral horror if you will and uh, I enjoyed it. Also, Joey Bellamy, who is a listener, has been telling me a lot lately, or, or just over the years, to watch Doctor Who. Well, I finally started it. The beginning episodes are hard to watch, I'm not going to lie. It's a little, it's different in the beginning. It looks like they didn't really have the budget behind it or whatever, and some of the things are kind of corny or cheesy. And that's okay, because I can see the concept of the show and where it's going to go. And I'm excited for that. So watch Doctor Who. If you're buff like me that that has to watch things from the beginning, then by all means do that. But I hear that later seasons gets a lot better. So Doctor Who, watch that. Also, find the stand-up. I think that it's on Netflix, maybe on Prime as well. Paul Mooney. Jesus was black and so was Cleopatra. Know your history. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. One of the funniest stand-up comedians in the world. Watch Paul Mooney. Jesus was black and so was Cleopatra. So, listen to Uncle Tupelo, No Depression, Wilco AM, Sunvolt, Trace. Watch A Quiet Place, Doctor Who, and Paul Mooney. Jesus was black and so was Cleopatra. That's all I got for you this week. Going to come at you again tomorrow night with Brother uh, Zach at 1030. I think Jimmy's going to be here on Wednesday. We'll get uh, reconfirmed on that by tomorrow. I'll let you know in the Zach episode whether Jimmy's going to be here or not on Wednesday. But plan on that as of right now. And also, the first Wednesday in August, Seth Scalera is going to be back. And we're going to talk about the militarization of sports. It's not going to be a sports episode. It's going to be more uh, like people who aren't as much into sports should listen to this because there's a lot of points that are going to be made that a lot of folks don't think about. And we're going to be diving into taxpayers and to the how much the military is paying um, the NFL and Major League Baseball to have these flyovers and just we're, we're, it's going to be a really good episode. So be excited for that. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Peace, bitches.